We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Mark Cuban, and you're listening to the Step Back, the best math podcast ever. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. Want revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. More triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left that. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Matt Galatson, uh, over at DallasBasketball.com. And we have the head of the snake at da- DallasBasketball.com with us tonight, Mike Fisher. Fish, how you doing these days? Well, um, I'm, I'm optimistic. Does that make me foolish? I don't think so. I'm, I'm right there with you. Just to kind of give people more of an idea of what you're talking about here, it was, you know, we, we knew this was coming, but the Mavs officially announced today uh, the hirings of general manager and president of basketball ops, Nico Harrison, and a uh, new head coach, the 10th head coach in Dallas Mavericks history, Jason Kidd, uh, which, you know, uh, we know the we know the personal stuff with him that, that raised some concerns within the fan base and outside of the fan base, but you know, a lot of people are kind of concerned with his actual coaching record, too, uh, aside from all that personal stuff. So, I mean, you get that part of it. But to your point, Fish, I mean, I'm and I mean, I might be naive, but I'm pretty optimistic about it, too, because from everything right, well, I, from everything I've read and from talking to, you know, some Lakers people uh, who have, you know, uh, they've been more 
accustomed to Jason Kidd these last two years as he was an assistant with them. I, it, it feels like he has grown more as a coach, and he's, there hasn't been any instances where he's not been able to get along with players. It just seems like it. you can see how it could work. So I, I'm right there with you, Fish. All right, number one, we've got to be smarter than to go, oh, look at his record. Therefore, he can't coach. That's ridiculous. That, that's not how this works at all. Um, you know, there, there have been different years when Rick Carlisle's record wasn't good. Nobody was ever foolish enough to say he couldn't coach. Uh, there's other guys who have great records who, who, who might not be very good coaches, <laughs> who just had, had the right player or the right year or the right bounce of the ball. So I, I'm not going to tie uh, my belief or disbelief in what Jason Kidd does to what his, uh, his head coaching record was five years ago. That seems really dumb to me. Uh, on the Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, too, I mean, somebody made a great point the other day that Luka Doncic is so good that it, it likely doesn't even matter who is coach. <laughs> you know, well, as, long yeah. as, not like, as long as it's somebody that's just not horrific and somebody who doesn't get along with the players and everything, I, I think they'll be okay. But by all accounts, especially recent accounts, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case with Kid because he, he, he gets along with pretty much – you know, the big stars like LeBron and Anthony Davis, but apparently that whole Lakers roster for the last two years, it was just a good fit and they had good chemistry and everything. So I what if the next what what if the what if the the setup going forward is that the next coach needs to help you recruit? If they recruit a, a, a second star here or a third star, or whatever, his record will be good. I promise you. If if they have a vastly improved roster from this year, next year, Jason Kidd will have a very good record. I, I guarantee it. And then all of a sudden, I guess we'll say, "Oh, look, it's a miracle. He's a good coach." Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, I mean, what what do you think about the hires, and where are you at on the situation? Go ahead, Matt. No, I was, I was just going to say, I guess I'm a little different from you guys. I uh, I hate both of them very much. Um, I hate the Nico Harrison hire. Well, yeah, I mean, the guy has no experience as a, as a general manager in the NBA, so that worries me. Um, connections, man. <laughs> connections, connections, whatever. I mean, it, it's not just about connections. There's there's other things involved in being a general manager, and until he proves that he can do that, I'm going to be a little concerned. Um, you know, Donnie did it for 24 years, and bringing in somebody who hasn't done it for a single year is, is kind of a kind of a, a you know a red flag for me, but. I'm more concerned about the kid hire than the Harrison hire, not just because of his, um, his head coaching record, which, you know, he, like fish said, it's not the end all be all of how you should judge a coach, but you know, he's got a very abrasive personality with certain people. And, you know, he and Rick did have issues when he was in Dallas, he's had issues with his former teams. He's had issues in other places. So um, it's a risk. And I feel like there potentially could have been better candidates out there. Um, the one that they let go in Rick Carlisle, who, who resigned, is, was probably a better fit and a better person to have in control of the, you know, the franchise. But I don't know. You know here don't, we are. And we, we can't change it now. We just have to see what happens. I don't know, man. I, you know, Rick Carlisle – I respect him, and I, I'm very grateful for everything he brought to the Mavs in his 13-year tenure. But, 
I mean, it just, it kind of felt like it was time for a change. I mean, I don't, you know, uh, they had that thing with Jalen Brunson throughout the season. His, his phrase was immaculate vibes. And (laughs) I saw saw somebody put earlier, well, apparently it wasn't as immaculate as, as we thought throughout the season, because I mean, he, he just has a long list of players he's butted heads with. And I get it from an X's and O's standpoint, Rick is one of the best you can find, if not the best. Uh, in the league, especially when you get to the postseason, even though he had some questionable <clears throat> in that Clippers series. But uh, at some point, you have to look at, okay, how is he getting along with players? And how are players outside of the organization viewing him? Because if you have Rick Carlisle and he has this reputation for just being, you know, old school, fire and brimstone type coach, and other players don't like him, I mean, that could potentially be affecting, you know, how poorly you're doing in free agency, uh, you know, or in potential trades, guys wanting to come play there. So I get it. I get why people are concerned with with Jason Kidd. I mean, it's all fair. Uh, his – especially, I think it was uh, when he was with the Brooklyn Nets, that was like a power struggle thing. It was said that he tried to, you know, right. get channel ways to get more power and all this. <clears throat> this is a little bit different situation because – the, the front office is being completely reshaped and you have a new head coach. So kid is coming and he knows how Mark Cuban is. He knows he's not going to be able to, you know, <laughs> do any back channel stuff uh, with Cuban because Cuban ultimately uh, has the final decision on things. So coming into this situation, I think kid knows like that that's not going to be an option here. He knows what the setup is. He's, got a friend, he's friends with Nico Harrison. Uh, so I just – I feel like this has potential to go really well. I can see how it could go bad, but I'll say that, you know, replacing a head coach is a lot easier than replacing a general manager. So, if they were a package deal, I'm glad that we got Nico Harrison as a part of that package deal. Hey, the the, uh, the factor in the front office with, well, Nico's never done it, so therefore, I, I guarantee you Mark Cuban thinks that he it fills the gap. That, that he's going to say in his heart of hearts, he, he's spent the last 20 years being a co-general manager and that he knows what he's doing. Now, again, Mavericks critics can argue that. And at this moment, at this moment, they're going to win the argument because the Mavericks have spent the last month in upheaval. Uh, they, they have their player conflicts. Uh, every day it's revealed that there was another little crack in this relationship, another little crack in that relationship. But there's a lot of revisionist history that goes along with this. All the negative things that anybody's saying about Rick Carlisle, they're not saying that in Indiana. Right. Saying anything negative about Rick Carlisle in Indiana. Uh, you can't find any Lakers to say anything negative about Jason Kidd. Not, not a one, as you said. Um, Mark Cuban's taken a lot of heat, uh, but this is the same Mark Cuban that has. That, that when we say, hey, I appreciate that Rick gave us a championship, Mark Cuban gave you a championship too. Um, and then as, I, as we wrote at the time, immediately after, the problem with winning a championship after never having done it before, even for the people that say, I would give my left nut just for one title. <laughs> well, they're lying. Because the next thing that happens after you win a title is what? They, they want, they, we want another one. And this time we're not willing to give up any more nuts. We just want one. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're spinning this, we're revising this, uh, we're, we're putting our own 
kind of uh, everything's through our the prism of our own mind and and our own eye. I, I think it's just like the Luca Porzingis thing. Now you're starting to hear, well, maybe it's Luca that's the jerk. Now, you know what? When you don't win enough games, you're all jerks. When 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 you don't win enough games, there's all kinds of conflict. I was on with Brian Broadus on the fan the other day. And we were talking about these, these things that are coming out. This guy conflicted with that guy. This guy didn't like that guy. And Brian says, well, why didn't, why didn't all this come out, you know, a month ago? Why did it come out two months ago? And I said to him, for the same reason that when you were in management at the Green Bay Packers and Brett Favre won a Super Bowl, nobody wrote that week that Brett Favre was a drunken pill popper because you won the Super Bowl. They wrote it two years later when you weren't winning anymore. And that is the way it works. The, these things don't seep out when you're winning a championship. They seep out when you don't win a championship. And now they're seeping out all over Dallas. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, to your point earlier, I mean, we, me and you have talked about this, you know, just between us. But, you know, I, I've said it that the Mavs, they really don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, uh, given what's happened <laughs> with, with recent history and everything. But. Uh, I do think there are ways you can look at this and say, okay, I, I can see how that could work. Because, yeah, Jason Kidd, he didn't get along with Rick Carlisle when, when Carlisle was coaching him. And Luca, he didn't get along with Rick, you know, this past year. And probably who knows how long that's been going on. But, you know, I think that Kidd will be able to better relate to Luca than, than Rick Carlisle did. Because Rick Carlisle, he wasn't a – a superstar point guard, Hall of Fame point guard or anything when he was playing. And, I, I mean, I get that kids' actual coaching strategies may not be the best, but just from, like, an individual standpoint with Luca, I could see how his experience uh, playing in the league – and I, I could see how Luca could learn some stuff from him uh, in a basketball uh, lens, looking at it through a basketball lens. So, that, that's where I'm at. But – uh, okay, but wait, but let me let me jump in. What's going to happen the first time Luca gives kid the side eye? That's what or, I was or throws throws a water bottle or tears his uniform or or and so what I'm saying is, you know, when we talk about like people are making an awful big deal about Carlisle versus Luca, and I just think mostly it was normal. Mostly, they they you're living with these guys for. How many, you're, like you're living with 20 other, 20 other men, like every night for eight months, every day for eight months. And I do imagine that you get each on each other's nerves. I, I, it's easy to imagine that, that Porzingis and Luca rubbed each other the wrong way. It, it, it's easy. Uh, it, it's the reason that you need that. They, they should have kept JJ Barea here. They should have kept him here in some capacity. And they shouldn't have ever let him go. I don't. It, it doesn't matter if he was on the roster or in the PR department. They should have kept him here. But guys are going to conflict. Jason Jason Kidd's going to conflict with his players. Of course he will. So does Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett, Bill Parcells, Jimmy Johnson, Tom Landry, uh, uh, Dick Mata, and Don Nelson. Of course they conflict with their players. The question is, what do we ultimately do about it? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I mean, look, I really think that some of the stuff with Rick Carlisle, like I do think some of it was kind of overblown, but I mean, we've heard enough over the years, and there's been, I mean, am I off base in saying that there's probably a really non-favorable perspective of Carlisle around the league with other players? I mean, I, I get it. It's not like that with everybody, but it seems like there's just in general players when they- – <laughs> When, when his name gets brought up, they just uh, – they either don't say anything or they say something kind of snarky uh, because of that. Maybe well, that's me, but I, that... on, on an unfortunate side, it's very telling to me, and we've written about this at DallasBasketball.com. To my knowledge, not one member of the Mavericks roster has put on social media, thanks, coach. Right. Not one. Okay, that's really strange. Um, most people would just do that. Even if you didn't like him, you'd do that out of politeness. I, Luke, Luka Doncic hasn't put anything on about thanks coach, but at the same time, if Cuban tells Bob V a month ago or six months ago, sit down, shut up, go up to the suite. Your job is to hand your findings to the coach and then walk away. If that, if that would have happened six months ago, Donnie Nelson might still be here. If Donnie Nelson was still here, Rick Carlisle might still be here. And if Rick Carlisle was still here, then him and Luca would continue to try to form a working relationship. But it's, it's Bob V and his odd authority that set all of this into motion. Right. And look, the, the best part that is going to come out of all of this, and we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier is yeah, there's a, there was a, relation a weird relationship between Luca and Rick and whatever and the players that don't like him but kid brings a different 
dynamic to the franchise and that he's very well liked by players across the league. No doubt. Yeah. The very opposite of, uh, of Carlisle from what we can tell. So, I mean, is that, is that going to help draw people in like Damian Lillard, who was endorsing kid in Portland uh, not two weeks ago? I mean, there's that, that's the most exciting part of this kid hire to me. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah, it, it sparked it sparked uh, Fish's three team trade article he posted on DallasBasketball.com today, and you know Mavs Twitter has been just ablaze with all this Dame Lillard hype, and you can't help but get lost in that stuff because he's obviously Dame that is he's obviously super close with Nico Harrison. Uh, when it came out, you know when uh, uh, Terry Stotts he got fired from Portland. And then it came out, who was the first guy on Dame's list that he listed he wanted as the next head coach? Jason Kidd. <laughs> and that right. – so, And I think if I remember right, I have to go back and, and look at this, but I'm pretty sure Jason Kidd was the one who, who took his own name out of that, that – uh, He did, yeah. So, I think, Yeah, he thought it was inappropriate. By the way, uh, you know what we haven't made a big deal of? Where's Dame Lillard from? Born in Oakland, California. You follow them, connect the dots yet? Are you saying that he's going to try and head to Golden State? Well, that's one uh, That's one spinoff from it. The other one is, um, wouldn't you imagine that if, you, if you're 30 years old and you grew up in Oakland, wouldn't you imagine that you are kind of a fan of Jason Kidd? Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, would, I would suggest that if you ask, when we get a chance to sit down and, and talk with Dame Willard uh, ever – that or, or somebody in Portland could to ask him explain why did you bring up Jason Kidd's name? I think part of the core of it would be because that that's that was my guy. Yeah. That was my guy growing up. And once Dame Lillard became a star and he's from Oakland, this is this goes back 10 years ago now. I bet you the first guy to come up to him and say, hey, if you need anything, call me was Jason Kidd, also from Oakland. So um the the, the thing about the, the ultimate measure of Cuban Nico, Kid, Luca, and I guess Finley too, is can they bring players here? If they can bring players here, then all of this is going to work. If they don't bring players here, Jason Kidd and nobody else is going to take this roster and make it a 60-win team. Nobody could do that. Right. Rick Carlisle was never going to do that, and Red Arbach couldn't do that. Not this roster. So the responsibility of the new regime isn't just to be a better coach or or – do a better job with the salary cap or change the uniforms. Let's wear green more often. Get me players. And this roster, you know, I thought, I thought actually Luca and Rick Carlisle did a pretty good job with this roster considering all the, all the holes it has, all the problems it has. Yeah. Luca, Luca, he's kind of like, he took over that, uh, he took over that Dirk saying that, you know, Dirk saves all butts. Yeah. (laughs) Right, he's kind of taken over that that title for the Mavs, and yeah, you don't even have to. In in my opinion, I mean, obviously, we would love to have Dame Lillard in Dallas, but in my opinion, even if you had somebody that's like a notch down on the the star totem pole from Dame Lillard, like Demar Derozan, who we've written and podcasted about, if even if Demar Derozan is on this team. This year's team, as you know, they have to upgrade in a couple of different areas. But even if you just have him 
added to this team, they're probably in the Western Conference Finals right now. Okay, I agree. In fact, let's do this. When when was the Porzingis trade? Three years ago? Uh, it's two and a half. Okay, but between now and then, what what was the other big player that they acquired? Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. <laughs> so, so in other words, nobody. So they've gone two and a half years not being able to do the next thing, and that that that's the measure. I, I, I'll, all the rest of it is is conjecture and and opinion, but there's no conjecture here, and this isn't an opinion. This is a fact. You've got to you've got to bring another star quality player to Dallas, or this will not work. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know. As and the same thing with Donnie Nelson, as I said with Rick Carlisle earlier. I love that dude. You know, he's been a friend of the pod. He's come on here before trade deadlines and before the draft and everything, and talked with us and. Really good dude, and he, he has a real eye for talent, especially in, you know, European prospects and everything. But Right, right. After a certain time, you know, I, the fact remains that the Mavs just haven't been able to get it done in free agency. And I'm not saying that's all on Donnie uh, or all on Rick, but I think it's kind of like a sum of all your parts, uh, you know, having blame for that. So it, it was just – it was time for a shakeup. And – like you said, if, if the Mavs, if they go out there and they're able to bring in talent, whether it's this summer or really next, uh, the next year's free agency class is just stacked. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, cautiously optimistic. And I, I think uh, Luca is so good that it's likely not going to matter uh, who is actually, you know, at the helm. I just hope that Nico Harrison's able to use his connections and put some better talent around it going into the There season. you go. Well, Fish, look, I appreciate you coming and talking with us for a little bit. It's been way too long since we've done it. We definitely need to do it again before free agency and everything gets started, but we appreciate it, man. Well, you guys are the best, and uh, DallasBasketball.com last night reached 1 million readers this month. So, uh, so, so, you, guys are, yeah, so you guys are the best, too. Appreciate you all. Thank you. Yes, sir. We'll see you next time. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of Math Step Back Podcast. Uh, stay tuned uh, for another pod in a couple of days. We're going to be doing a crossover pod with our guy, Kirk Henderson, at Mavs Moneyball. And, uh, gonna, that's going to be a really good one to, to keep an eye out for. We're going to have a lot of other, a lot of other free agency stuff. Uh, we have a trade idea that isn't being talked about near enough uh, when it comes to star players. And I think it's a lot more realistic than the Dame Willard stuff, to be completely honest with you. But uh, stay tuned for that. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. And go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen, because for every Apple Podcast review we get, uh, that automatically enters you for a chance to win one of our T-shirts we've been giving out. So just make sure to put your – Instagram or Twitter ad or Facebook, wherever you do your social media stuff at, uh, put it on there when you leave an Apple Pod review and you could get a T-shirt. So, guys, we appreciate it. We will see you next time. Y'all have a good rest of your day. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.